Live from Cobb County, they're coming off the top rope. If they can actually climb up there. You gotta be kidding me! No, don't do this! It's time for the finishing move. Our chance to talk all things wrestling with the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe. The finishing move on Atlanta's SportsX. Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome to the finishing move. Let's do a quick roll call and see who's with us tonight on the show because I'm honestly not sure who all's here. I, know, I mean, I know you're here because I see you. I was about to say, like, we've well, got to get your... <laughs> and, and I know I'm here because I'm, I'm talking. So, Road Dog is here. Road Dog 680 on Twitter. John Radcliffe. John Rad 450 on Twitter. Are you here? Present. Chris Colwell. Present at Bearded Colwell on Twitter. Look at that. All three of us here in attendance ready to talk wrestling. Coming off the big weekend for AEW. They had their double or nothing pay-per-view, which we'll get to in a moment. But just ever since Monday night, there's just been an image in my head that I can't get out of. And I just... Colwell in a bikini? No, that's... Well, now that's stuck in there. Thank you. But I, I... WWE's attempt... To have guys in the audience, guys and gals in the audience, <laughs> is just something that has really stuck with me since Monday night. And I don't want to, like, talk bad about it because they're trying, but it just seemed like they tried and it didn't work. I mean, it worked because it did. you did get the audience reactions to a, an extent. I'm, told, I'm sure they reacted the way Vince told them to react at the moment he wanted them to react that way. They all probably had little earphones in their head, and Vince was yelling at them like we hear he does to the uh, on-air guys. <laughs> Here's and gals. the thing. <laughs> but- it's kind of like when you learn how to drive a car. You've watched, like, mom and dad, mom or dad drive a car. They get in. They put the key in the ignition. You know, you, shoot, you see them put them in gear. You might not understand <laughs> what the gears do, but you get the concept of it. If they've been watching AEW, which you know they exactly. have, you kind of know, okay. That's working. I see how to do this. Why are you trying to reinvent? Why are you trying to like alter what you've already yeah. seen work? And now you're, ooh, we'll go a step further. Let's put a plexiglass. Yeah, it looks like a <laughs> hockey arena. Colwell would be able to speak to that. I mean, it looked like a hockey arena with the glass, and and everybody was kind of with their six feet apart, standing on their X, and they couldn't get near each other. I mean, on AEW, they're right next to each other, touching, interacting. Why is this hard for WWE to get this? I think WWE is just really trying hard to toe a line that AEW maybe doesn't have to. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day about this exact topic, and what we really talked about was the fact that at the end of the day, AEW doesn't is they're not publicly traded, right? So WWE ultimately kind of ha- is going to be if if something bad happens out of them doing these tapings and having people at ringside, then. Honestly, they're going to hear more about it than someone like AEW who's new on the block and maybe can go under the radar a little bit. AEW is allowed to kind of had the freedom to have the success with this fan concept with their guys, their wrestlers that aren't active uh, on that night. But WWE, they almost have to like inch their way into it. I think that ultimately that was probably what the difference was. It definitely felt contrived and not realistic whatsoever. But here's the flaw with that, Chris. When this all started, when this whole pandemic started, the first show that we saw was Friday Night SmackDown that took place at their performance center. 
And initially where they had, obviously we know that there's trial and error, and I'm not trying to be, I'm like you, Adam, I'm not going to be overly critical about them. But where they had their announced team set up, they had bleachers, behind the bleachers was a piece of glass, and behind that glass was a weight room. And as the camera would flip over to the announced team, you saw someone on the squat rack. You saw multiple people back there. So it's not like... These individuals have been quarantined at home for months and on end, and now they're just recently coming out. These individuals have been in the Performance Center. They were there already. They've been coming there probably since this pan- pandemic has started. So why are you trying to pretend like, oh, wait, they, they haven't been around each other. They, they've not been near each other. So let's place them apart to make sure that we're following the rule at this point in time. And you've already announced, it's already come out, you've had someone that has been at the Performance Center that has had COVID-19. So at this point in time, inching in at this point in time, you can just rip the Band-Aid off of that point. I think you're digging deep to say that it's because they're a publicly uh, traded company that this is why they've kind of inched into this. I I mean, there are protocols that can take place that could have – allowed them to do testing to say, hey, everyone's good. I know what AEW did over this past eight days um, from last week's Dynamite to this past Saturday's um, Double or Nothing to yesterday's Dynamite is they just kept everybody in Jacksonville. If you see the videos, you saw Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone and Mike Tyson even hanging out all together with some of the other talents all together in Jacksonville, and they were just quarantined together. Uh, kind of like what the NBA is proposed or what is proposed the NBA may do in Disney, or I don't know if that's official or not yet. But it is still a proposal. Yeah, still a proposal that they'll do in Disney to finish out their season. I mean, there are ways around it. I, I think, uh, I mean, I don't think the cons want to get sued any more than the publicly traded company that WWE is. Now, maybe they have more people to answer to, I guess, is the, is the angle you're taking there. But I don't think anybody's looking to get sued because they had – you know, and it's and it looked like uh, at Double or Nothing and at Dynamite last night that there were more than just the wrestlers starting to be in the attendance uh, at uh, AEW's events. I know uh, Coach, the Jaguars coach, was in attendance. I think at either Double or Nothing or last night at Dynamite. I heard. Um, and it looked like there were just even fans in the stands. Mike Tyson showed up with an entourage. <laughs> with an entourage. Uh, there was, it looked like there were even fans in the stands when Moxley made his uh, entrance last night on day, on um, uh, Dynamite. So they're starting to expand even a little more on AEW. But, man, it just seems like – and I don't – I just – I don't want to be – uncreative. Go ahead and say I it. I don't want to be critical because they're playing uh, a full round of golf with only half their bag, and I understand that. What is wrong with that analogy? That's Why are you great, laughing at that? That's a great analogy. But look, I'm just impressed you pulled that off. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to be overly critically uh, critical of how they're playing the game with half their bag. But, man, it just seems like there's times when AEW is getting it right and WWE continues to swing and misses. Uh, do, you, do you think that – I mean, that's what we saw. And then – why not just – they used NXT stars. Why not use some of the other stars like AEW is doing? It would have been a great way to just take – well, let me – first, let's back up a little bit. If you follow any WWE superstar on social media, particularly Instagram, it was Natalia Neidhart's birthday. You saw pictures of her and Bailey, her and Sasha, her and Lana, her and – So why not have them in the audience? <laughs> so, you know, stop trying to give this illusion of this. And then number two, what would have been a cre- a cooler way to do it than to ha- show 
AJ Styles is being is transitioning over to SmackDown. Then to have him in the crowd. Oh, I didn't know AJ was transitioning. Is this a scoop Uh-oh. you're about to break on <laughs> oh, us? Whoa. Uh-oh. Here we go. Too far. See? See Do we someone, need to mute his mic? Someone abandoned us last week because you, you went too far. And it was just me and you. Now, now you, now you're oh. breaking stories and breaking oh, news. No, I'm this not breaking news. stories. You just broke that story. Oh, obviously. Okay. Well, Chris Colwell didn't listen last week because he did not join us last week. So we'll uh, have I'm to so find the, we'll have to find the audio of that of Adam's speculation of where our, our third member was. But what it would have oh. been a cooler way than to have AJ Styles there? Maybe someone goes over the barricade. AJ starts a fight. Hey, you know what? I want to go to SmackDown. Or I'm. You can transition the story, but. WWE uncreative, they're mm-hmm. overthinking this just a little bit too much instead of just out and out saying, you know what, let's just do it. We'll slowly transition a few people in more and more. Even at some point in time, you know someone has thrown out the idea or we'll probably see it. How long will it be before someone gets thrown through the plexiglass? I was surprised we didn't see it's that Monday happen. night. Yeah, And it lends itself to help build storylines. As cheesy and as easy as a storyline that may be to start building, but if you have the wrestlers around the ring, you know, there can be interaction between the guys in the ring and the guys outside the ring to continue or help stories. I mean, we saw that with Jericho and Pineapple Pete. Uh, we saw it uh, just the uh, last, last night with uh, the Butcher and the Blade who, who jumped into the ring. And then we saw the debut of the newest AEW acquisitions, which we'll talk about momentarily. But uh, I just don't know why WWE can't get this right. Do you think... Vince is like, well, we can't do it like them because people will think we're trying to be like them. But they already do think that, though. That's the problem. I think most people, when they saw the the story break on Monday, that, hey, they're going to have guys in the crowd now. Oh, well, AEW did it that way, so now WWE's trying to rip them off because they didn't do it first. So they had to do it, I guess, in their mind a little bit differently. I don't know if it's a creative problem as to why they were so slow to get out here or if it's just Vince. Just saying, no, we're not going to have people out there. Okay, now let's have people, but let's be super, super careful. I don't know what the reasoning ultimately. I speculated on my part why, but who knows? It's just one of those situations where it's awkward. The glass will, you would hope that would come into play at some point, but who knows? Now, let me ask you this. Uh, for the one, well, we, I, know we, I keep skipping over NXT, and I don't mean to do that, but for Raw. <laughs> With that setup, did you enjoy it more? Did it affect your the way you enjoyed or maybe didn't enjoy the view uh, raw? I do enjoy the fact that when someone cuts a promo, when someone has reaction. a high spot, you actually get a reaction from it. I didn't think I would mm-hmm. miss it. I didn't even realize I missed it till the first time I heard it again, and it was just kind of okay. And hearing the differences, it was just kind of like okay, I actually did miss that. I see the point in it, even if I might not pop for it. Having that high spot that's there, it makes a difference. Yeah. It is a little bit more interesting. And it doesn't look as silly when, you know, you have Oscar who's hopping up trying to hype up the crowd. When you have Drew McIntyre who's trying to hype up the crowd or trying to hype up a crowd that no one's there. It just mm-hmm. doesn't look as silly. It doesn't look as hokey. And, and so, yeah, I actually do like it. I just think stop overthinking this so much and stop <laughs> over over trying to overproduce something that you can just let organically happen. Coel, did John, it make a difference how- for you? Well, yeah, it made a big difference for me. I was about to say, John, I mean, I don't know how you didn't notice while they were having nobody in the crowd that, you know, any spot of any kind just was dead. It, it, you know, even the big moments, even Kevin Owens at WrestleMania, 
just didn't have that same feel that it would have had, obviously, if there would have been a huge crowd, but even somebody reacting to it. That's why I've struggled so much to watch WWE over the last few months with nobody in the stands. It's gotten to the point where, honestly, it's easier to watch it on mute than to hear the monotonous sound of nobody and just audit, just you know, just the sound of the wrestlers in the ring and the commentators having some form of noise. When I first heard you know, AEW's first Dynamite where they use guys in the crowd – I mean, it was huge to me. The difference between that and what WWE was doing made a big difference. And even if it seemed a little forced and not what we wanted exactly for WWE to do, ultimately, it still helps the product. I agree. I, I, you, I, it's one of those things where sometimes you don't know you need it until it's gone. And the crowd reactions, I think, are are big and they help. Um, you know, it, I guess we just took it for granted maybe before. Because whoever thought we would be watching weeks and or months of wrestling with a little to no fans in the crowd, uh, you know, I don't know. I said I enjoyed WrestleMania when it happened, and I still would say, stand by that. I enjoyed this past WrestleMania. No, it's not going to be one of the top five or probably top ten that I'll ever uh, put in a list. But for what it could be, maybe it would have been better with a crowd in it, and uh, certain aspects of it would have made it a lot better. Uh, but you know. It is what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, it is one of those things that when it first took place with no crowd, one of the things, and I even said, I said it right here on this show, your announcers are going to have to be better. Your announcers are going to have to help tell this story. Number two, your wrestlers are going to have to be better. And some wrestlers stepped up. Now, you know, you do miss the occasional moment of one more suplex. (laughs) One more suplex. Okay, I'm going to go over. And, you know, you, you... didn't miss that your wrestlers had to be better and you could see the more refined wrestlers were better at it than others but it was one of those things that at first yeah you know it was kind of huh okay but when you got it back and I think Adam you nailed it like oh well I'm not saying look oh I didn't miss it it was just kind of I think I had accepted the reality of where we were Mm -hmm. and it was okay you know what this is where we are if the announcers are better and I think AEW's announcers did a better job than WWE's announcers and I think we even saw that I give the one caveat Back to the very first SmackDown where Triple H came out, and he was so entertaining. On commentary. On man. commentary. He was so entertaining with doing so much to just cover up the change that was there that I think that's what helped me accept it. And then when you just started transitioning out, and even if you notice, they've been trying their absolute best. Look how many times the announce table has been used throughout multiple matches now where they've been forcing to try and get the announcers into it to try and distract from what we're seeing. Triple H did such a good job. He helped with that transition. I even said it right here. I was hoping that he could have done it the entire time. So this past weekend, we'll uh, get off of WWE for a little bit and and talking about uh, Raw. I just, I mean, that just stuck with me so much on Monday night. It was the first thing I wanted to talk about even over a pay-per-view that we had this weekend, this past Saturday. AEW had their second uh, double-or-nothing pay-per-view. It was held uh, down at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, also in the Jaguars uh, stadium. DIAA Bank? Yeah, whatever it is. Where Georgia oh. always beats Florida is what I'll oh. call it. Wow, why don't you just say it was the house that the dogs Go built? Dogs. There we go, the house that the dogs built. Uh, part of it uh, t- took place over there. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, again, you know, there were parts of it uh, that, you know, 
were comical. I said that with home team in Hamilton this morning when I joined it, especially when it came to this uh, stadium stampede match. Uh, you called it. The pool was brought into play uh, <laughs> that they have there with the cabanas and the pool inside the stadium for J- the Jaguars. We saw Matt Hardy uh, transform personalities every time he was dunked. Uh, somebody, uh, did, I can't remember all all the moves, but there was a uh, move off of the uh, goalpost. Yes. Uh, there was a horse running down the, the sideline. <laughs> of there the, was a bar uh, fight. Hey, there, yeah, page. there was just drinking at the bar at one right. point. Drinking milk, too. <laughs> yeah, it's the milk. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Uh, if you're an old school guy like I've heard uh, Jim Cornette rant about on his podcast oh. recently, he is uh, he hates it and he does not. And even it's funny because uh, I even hear Jim Ross talk about he doesn't like comedy in wrestling, but when it's his uh, brand that's doing it, I guess he has a little more leeway for it. But it, it's uh, I enjoyed the whole pay-per-view. I, you know, Moxley and Brody Lee going through the floor of the ramp going uh, in. Uh, it was good. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, I mean, not Dustin Rhodes, uh, Cody Rhodes becoming the TNT champion, getting his first championship uh, in uh, AEW. I think that's deserved. Also, the joining of uh, Brian Cage coming into mm-hmm. WWE uh, with Taz. AEW. Which, AEW, excuse me. AEW, you're right. <laughs> Uh, with Taz, which that's one thing that I really like. Brian Cage won the casino ladder match. He will get the title shot uh, against John Moxley. Ultimately, it's like uh, WWE's Money in the Bank match. Partnering him with Taz, I think, is the right thing to do. Because Brian Cage, look, man, looks like he could disembowel someone. He could rip their arms (laughs) apart with his bare hands. But Mm -hmm. on the microphone, uh, needs a little bit more work. And I think Taz is Taz is great. I think he's someone that, you know, he would partner with him very well to let Taz do the mic work for him, and he just mm-hmm. needs to big be the big monster machine that he is. Well, yeah, I'm with you on that, John. Look, Taz is – the fact that, you know, he's been so great on commentary over the years that you kind of forgot how great he was as a wrestler, and part of his package was how good of a uh, – on the mic he was. He was great talk, man. And the fact that he can now be this hype guy for Brian Cage, who, like you said, is not the best on the mic, I think it's a, a great package, good a good set to put together there for Brian Cage moving forward. He automatically gets the rocket ship put on him. He's already getting a title shot. Now, he's <laughs> – I got to do have to make you know a little mention here, John. The fact that you mentioned WWE as a Freudian slip there. I don't know if Brian Cage going to WWE would have worked because I'm pretty sure he wouldn't pass the wellness policy. But that's besides the point. When you look at the guy, he's so jacked. You wonder how artificial or not what artificial that's what that I, is. It, it, that looks natural. That's about what I look like. That I, looks uh, natural. It's just gym. It's just gym time. <laughs> that he was able to find a gym that was open during the pandemic, and Protein, he was able to shakes continue. Creatine. <laughs> Okay, that's that's what works. But overall, guys, I absolutely love the show. The only problem I had, honestly, I I like Cody winning the TNT Championship. I like I like the match for the most part, but there was almost too much Gaga, if you will. There Lady Gaga the was there. Of, Which one did you yes, watch? Lady Gaga was there. Yes, yeah. That that. <laughs> No, I don't know. Maybe Gaga would have been a better actress than Jake Roberts. There was late in the match. I just that whole thing with. Mike Tyson and Jake and Arn and all that aren't both of the managers get thrown out. It's just, it was a little too much for me. It wasn't very good. So that kind of tarnished the end of that match for me, but I did like the choice to put the belt on Cody. I think he can do a lot for that title. That speaks volumes of this pay-per-view. If that's the only flaw you can find. Right, right. Like the where, rest of the show was fantastic. Where we've picked apart, you know, 
different pay-per-views throughout. Uh, but if that's the only flaw that you can find, in, I guess if anything, we all kind of wondered, would Mike Tyson get involved? Would Mike Tyson throw a punch? But if that's the biggest thing that you can pick apart, and honestly, it might have deserved, it might have warranted to have that kind of pomp and circumstance involved with it. It's Look. Well, the way they were building it up beforehand, even when we had the um, in-ring meeting of Arn and Jake the week before or the go-home edition yeah, of, a, of Dynamite, you knew that was coming. And I think it, it deserved it. It warranted all of those scenarios to take place, all of that to happen. And keeping in mind, you know, Cody Rhodes, as when you think of AEW, you think of Cody Rhodes being a part of that team. And this is the first championship that he's won. And I guess we have to say in his company, you kind of have to give it a few extra minutes, a little bit more extra time to let it breathe a little bit. Yeah, and I get I mean, it's wrestling, so anything can change. Tomorrow, of course, a match can change anything, but he has been technically eliminated from ever having another shot at the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. And now I expect him to hold that belt at some point, uh, but he is technically not allowed to have another wrestling uh, shot at that. Uh, so we'll see. I, I think it's going to be fun. We're going to get Cody every Wednesday night now defending that belt as he mm-hmm. declared he's going to have an open challenge uh, rule with that belt on Dynamite each and every week. The one thing I'm going to nitpick here, and it's not about the pay-per-view itself, um, but I the fact that AEW is saying, hey, Brian Cage, you've got a shot uh, at Co- – uh, not Cody, at, um, at Moxley, Moxley. Yeah, at Moxley at Fighter Fest whenever and wherever that is. It's like, why are you promoting an event you don't know when it's going to be or where it's going to be? And I understand we're in in certain times, and reportedly a fighter fest this year uh, was going to be held in London, according to one report. Uh, of course, that's definitely out of the out of the picture yeah, at this point. Uh, but hey, so I, I'm sure they're scrambling to probably put something together where they can go outside of Jacksonville and uh, have mm-hmm. maybe some sort of fans in attendance. And Atlanta is open, Cody and Tony Khan. So please come here. But uh, it's it's uh, I don't understand why why we're promoting an event that we don't have a, a date for or a time. Just say future a future title bout against or or just say at Fighter Fest. And I guess just don't say, but we don't know where or when that's going to be yet. Yeah, I mean, I can think. Am I nitpicking too much there? No, you. it's the fine details that you do want to make mention of. And the only thing I can think of is if AEW is still trying to be ahead of the curve, if I'm not mistaken, and I'll have to double check on this, the cons, if I, I believe, purchased an arena over in London. Well, don't they own part of Wembley? I thought it might have been Wembley Stadium. So if they're going to do something... Technically, they already have the venue set. If they can get their own plane and their own staff that would set up everything over there, well, I don't know. Is London open? Have they opened up for? I mean, why right, would you don't want to? You don't want to just go. checking to see if Gwinnett County is still open. Man. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah. So I, you I know, hadn't, I hadn't even worked my way over to London. I don't yet. know if uh, let me make it around two eighty five. No, you're right. Is London's <laughs> open? I don't know. But if they're thinking two months, maybe three months down the road, that hey, if we can delay this enough. And, and we already have an arena that is already kind of within the company. Yeah, but we I don't, don't have to book. We can just book our own plane, send our own people, and try to make this all work out mathematically. And look, I'm speaking pie in the sky. I'm going allegedly here just to make sure that you know I, I, I'm not putting anything out there. That could be the way that they're thinking. They, they're trying to be forward thinking because what what's the one thing that both AEW and WWE honestly are po- both possibly in a race for right now? Who can get back on the road first? Who can get in front of fans in another city, in another market 
first to get their trucks back on the road and running qu- first. They're both in that proverbial arms race to see who can get there first. Yeah, I, I don't know if you go all the way to London just to have an empty arena pay-per-view. No, uh, not at all. Definitely not inside of Wembley Stadium if that is the correct place that they own because that would just look like a drop of water in, in the ocean. I mean, if you think back to the times that WWE has done stuff in Wembley, and the one I think of is what Summer, uh, one of the Summer Slams, right? Ninety two. Yeah, where we had Bret Hart and the Bulldog. I mean, that place is huge. Uh, when you put uh, a wrestling ring in the middle of it, well, we saw him put a wrestling ring in the middle of a football field. And we <laughs> yeah, saw a I get guy it. That was run. one match. We That's- saw a guy run a hundred yards to do a clothesline <laughs> from hell. How much momentum do you need? Yeah, I get it. I, I, but I mean, I wouldn't put the expense towards that. Yeah, if you're going to go, when you do go to London, you want fans to be in attendance for that. Come to Atlanta. Make, yeah, well, yeah, bring them here. We'll we'll volunteer right now, right? The three of us to stand ringside, what six feet apart, or are we open enough to actually stand next to each other? I don't know. Well, but. <laughs> Adam and I are here in the building, and hey. you are clear across town. So right now, two well, thirds of this team life, is together. Life calls for me to be where I am right now, but hopefully, very soon, I will rejoin you guys in the studio, and I would be more than willing to stand ringside with you guys. Well, you're going to sit next to like Adam, that, so just know that. Be. You're sitting okay. right next to Adam, so, you know, just be forewarned. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate the warning. But, yeah, I mean, look, they're not going to London to do an empty arena show. I mean, and they're probably not leaving Jacksonville for any reason other than to have a uh, a show with fans. So, obviously, they're holding out hope, like you said, Adam, that Fighter Fest could be somewhere. I, I don't know if you could have done label. I mean, I don't know. You may, you're probably splitting hairs over this a little bit with that but um i mean for me i'm kind of i guess you could say later on down the road brian cage gets this title shot or they could have done it for dynamite i don't know what their what their thought process was with that but either way i mean hopefully they'll get on the road and i think if aew does get on the road first that's a huge step huge huge jab at wwe when they're trying you know they've been going neck and neck with nxt for all this time the i think the ultimate goal is for aew to not be going neck and neck with nxt but to find its way into going neck and neck with raw and smackdown oh well that's down you could go a long i know it's a long way away but it just just this time in this in the coronavirus situation with the fact that you know maybe you could say that dynamite shows with the with limited you know the the fake fans if you will the actual wrestlers at ringside giving a better feel if the product for dynamite right now is better than what WWE's putting out because of that anything that could level the playing field a little bit this is an opportunity for AEW if they and they're not going to jump right up there and be with Raw and SmackDown but if it gives them any kind of a step up just in perception amongst the fans out there, maybe the casual fans, but especially those diehards out there that are going to be the lifeblood of them that may watch more and more. There's some, especially some of these diehard WWE guys that maybe haven't, maybe they're stuck in their ways and don't want to sample something new. Maybe this gives them the opportunity to say, all right, I'll give them a shot. And if any of that can help, then, you know, more power to them. Well, news came out earlier this week that WWE is already looking towards uh, getting back on the road with a live schedule. I'm sure, uh, once again, Atlanta's open, Vince, and you already took a Raw away from us earlier this year. Uh, just to correct one thing, uh, Shad Khan did not end up buying Wembley Stadium. He was in the running to buy it, but withdrew his bid. So I don't know if he owns any other stadiums over there. 
but I'm Ain't sure he, like two of them. But he has connections to uh, get in there. I'm sure if he wanted to do so. When we return, we will go over the top rope. One of my favorite segments each and every Thursday night, and I hope you enjoy it too. You're listening to the finishing move here on Atlanta Sports X. This is Atlanta Sports X live from Cobb County and covering everything that you love about Atlanta. We start the day with home team in Hamilton at 9 a.m. as they bounce around the ATL with all the big local stories. Then at noon, it's the cheap seats with Tug Coward and Hudson Mason. And trust us, it takes an Atlanta radio veteran like Tug to keep that bulldog on the rails. And then at 3, it's the man, Mark Zinno on A to Z. Zinno is closing out the afternoon with his take on the day's stories and opinions about sports that you probably won't agree with. Add in Chuck and Chernoff on Bugged Hour from 6 to 7 p.m. The Mounds of the South and the Finishing Move on Thursdays. And you've got a lineup unlike any other. This is Atlanta's Sports X. All right, my friends at Georgia Home Theater, you know them, ghtgroup.com on the web. They know that you've been spending a lot of time inside, and so that means you want to have the best in audio and video equipment and home theater setup for your home base. Now, though, we're all getting out, and we're getting out more. And for a lot of us, that means being able to enjoy outdoor living space. And right now, you realize that you want a better outdoor audio, outdoor video system. Maybe it's home security and landscape lighting. My friends at Georgia Home Theater at ghtgroup.com on the web can do all of that for you. And they've got a beautiful 20,000-square-foot design center right in Marietta across from Dobbins Air Force Base. So you can see all the different options that are available to you. It's not just TVs and stereo systems in your home. It is the best in home security, home theater, home audio, inside and out. So for all those things, and some you may not even have thought about yet, let my friends at Georgia Home Theater win your business. GHTgroup.com. That's GHTgroup.com. Let GHT Group make you your home great if you're looking for a career change what if i told you there's a place that actually has a wall of fame on their website to see who's gone to work where that's complete game broadcasting a nine-week program day and evening is available so you have the technical skills to walk in the door once all of this is behind us if you're looking for the career change if you have a high school student who's thinking about majoring in communications you can actually find out all about it at completegamestudio.com don't let the opportunity pass you by if this is what you want you can go get it with complete game talk directly to tim nunn owner director of complete game broadcasting at 401 Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338-ROCKET. And if you need some extra money, a cash-out refinance could give you that financial boost you're looking for. Call today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. Talking all things wrestling on the X. Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome back to The Finishing Move here on Atlanta Sports X. I am Road Dog Adam Gillespie with my tag team partners, John Radcliffe and Chris Cole, we appreciate you tuning in. It's time to do one of my favorite segments. I look forward to it every year. It's because I like the rumor. Every year? Every, every week? Year. Every Man, year when we like do WrestleMania it. now? It's once a year? <laughs> it's big enough to do it once a year. I like the rumor and innuendo that goes around the world of wrestling, and this is when we talk about it. We're going over the top rope. Yesterday, 20, I did this math in the break. I hope I did it right. 24 oh years ago, yesterday, 
Do you know what happened uh, in Macon, Georgia, let alone of all places? You were born? No, I am <laughs> a couple years older than 26 or 24. What was my math? 24. Night. Just to pull the record back a little bit, curtain back a little bit, radio people, we're not known for our intelligence, ladies and gentlemen. We don't, we do, don't do math, math. very well. 24 years ago, yesterday, Scott in Megan, Georgia, Scott Hall disappeared WWE on Nitro, Night yep. Nitro. And the NWO started. I guess some people say it didn't technically start till Bash of the Beach, but I'm going to say it. Yeah, the outsider started. The outsider started, yeah. The, the creation of the NWO, the ball started rolling. Changing the invasion, the hist- so to speak. Began. Yeah, there you go. The invasion started. They're changing the uh, changing the history of wrestling, in my opinion. Well, yeah, it was a big moment, and I saw some people comparing uh, a, a certain invasion that we saw on Dynamite last night that we'll get to in a minute. But no. uh, the fact that Scott Hall, I mean, made such a big impression on, on his debut, and he's still kind of being a little razor esque, razor Ramon esque, and again lit, later led to lawsuits and stuff. But at that moment, if you were a fan of wrestling, you watched that moment when he walked down through the crowd, which I don't even remember the match that it was. I, I want to oh. say Mike Enos was in it, but somebody else was in it too. I have no idea. Nobody. Remember Remembers that they remember Scott Hall going down there and calling out half the roster and doing his shtick and making it look like oh was, snap there's a WWF wrestler coming in to invade WCW. I, I think that's very disrespectful. We all remember it being the Mauler versus Steve Dahl. Oh, I'm so sorry. Where are they now? I don't know. They probably would have gone in the Hall of Fame this year if there had been one. Who's? <laughs> Macon's Hall of Fame? No disrespect <laughs> to Macon's Hall of Fame. Maybe the TNA uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, a, a, a creative direction made by, by Eric Bischoff that changed the history of wrestling 24 years ago today. And I think we're all better for having had the NWO. Isn't it life. funny that we, like, even all these years later, as uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to even take in The Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls documentary, how Eric Bischoff even was the architect of. Dennis Rodman getting Carl Malone, Diamond Dallas Page together to get that whole battle to go together. Whether you loved it or hate it, you get a chance to see even all these years later, you find out, man, Bischoff really was just a genius in terms of the things that he put together in the wrestling business. When he was in the zone, he was in the he zone. He was one of the best. Uh, now, he also did create Glacier. We won't hold that <laughs> against him. Not everything was a success. Not everything but, was a hit, right? Just well, they the, always give him crap for the fact that he was what? He was uh, ATM Eric, and all he did was buy WWF guys. But there were some great ideas that came out of Nitro and out of the WCW time frame there from 95 all the way to well, whenever he left in 2000. I mean, Eric Bischoff had his moments. He may not have had a ton of moments, but he had his moments for sure. No for doubt. the record, let's not bash Glacier too much. He might actually be able to listen to us. And he, <laughs> he I is mean, in the Metro Atlanta not area. here. So he might come looking for one of us up here. I don't know if he can still pull off a roundhouse kick or not, but we'll see. Uh, this is something I know you guys are probably tired of me talking about, but I just love oh it boy. so much. Uh, Vice has said that the dark side of the ring has become their highest rated show that they've ever had on their network and oh, expect yeah. a season three to come next year. Well, that's good for, for dark side of the ring and them getting renewed, but other than the fact that Dark Side of the Ring's on there, who ever watched Vice to begin with? Uh, they have a show on there where they cook everything they cook. They cook with weed, and I do watch that every <laughs> now and then. It's like a Top Chef, and everything that's cooked has to be cooked with weed. 
Did Are you, you taking just notes? Admit something to like because <laughs> I hear that we're going to start random drug testing around here. Oh no, really? Well, I know a couple of people that uh, maybe need to watch out for some random drug Ooh. testing, including uh, the latest edition, the run in. You talking about Scott Hall running in in hey, mid match? We've got a uh, J Chat. This Joining is, us right this, now. This is by uh, Maiden Voyage on the Sports X, but uh, the wrestling show has always been my favorite listen. Near and dear to your heart. Is Colwell there? He's right here. How you doing, brother? Good, man. How are you? Good. I just needed to come down the hall while I had a second uh, to get my wrestling fix and nice. to, to say hello to you guys in the process. I mean, wait, you're not cutting grass right now. I'm not. I've never asked you this. Who is your favorite all-time wrestler? It's got to be Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan? Yeah. That's your number yeah. one. Brother. Yeah, I, I think that's hard to beat. A lot of people argue Ric Flair, but yeah, I put I think one of your John cohorts Cena. over. The, uh, get out of here! I will disconnect <laughs> you from this show. One Actually, you can your do co-host. That. I think I think uh, Ben would put uh, Ric Flair above Hulk Hogan. He, ben, Maybe Ben's the two too, of you. Should. Ben's too flashy. I think. Remember, I mean, even our waiter all, at Outback, he was a big Ric oh. Flair fan. In uh, I didn't care to ever think about him again. <laughs> That's a story maybe for another day. Now, uh, Mr. Chadwick, I took a quick run down the hallway, and they said you now have a wrestling name? What's that? Jonathan the D-Bag Chadwick? Yes. Oh! Uh, <laughs> I was uh, called a lot of names on Twitter today. <laughs> Do you want to explain? Like, you know, we know why he's the road dog. Chris is the bearded something or other that'll change in a few <laughs> days. I'm Big John. Do we want to get a quick behind-the-scenes wrestling name story from you? Well... You know, look, Sports Talk Radio is an opinion-driven business which spurs debate. Ben and I got into a debate on the show last night. We didn't agree on something. It was never contentious. We were never about to come to blows. Um, there was some grandstanding going on on Ben's part, in my opinion, and uh, some people took issue maybe with my takes, but it was all in good fun, and... In fact, everybody at the station has talked about it all day long, so people are talking about us. Um, you know, we're coming up with content for their shows. Oh, wow. Uh, You're but, helping them ooh. out. Yeah. But, ooh. you know, at, at the end of the day, it was it was, it was never a bad thing. And uh, some people on Twitter, I guess, got their feelings hurt and don't like me. But I slept great last night. Now, what particular <laughs> shows did you become actual content for? I think almost three out of the four, I think. Or if not all four. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't hear any of it, but I was told a few things. Okay. Well, look, you know I still love you. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Awkward moment. Obviously, my point guy is struggling here. So, J-Chad, J-Chad, do you have any? Obviously, this is your first maiden voyage here on the SportsX. Do you have any wrestling memories that you have? I know I don't know if you're a big wrestling fan or not. Are there any wrestling memories that you have? Uh, obviously, living here in Atlanta, you're a native to Atlanta, so you were the home of WCW. Yeah, I've, I've been to uh, some Monday Night Nitro shows back in the day. Did you go to WrestleMania with Went us? to WrestleMania. Hmm. Um, nice. Correct me if I'm wrong, but was it you that went to school with uh, Bischoff's son? That's correct. Yeah. High school. Huh. Uh, they lived down the road. A lot of wrestlers um, lived, actually, not too far from me where I grew up. Garrett, uh, right? Yeah. Growing up, uh, middle school, high school, uh, you would see those guys quite frequently. So, uh, yeah, um, I've always enjoyed the sport until you live with someone for seven weeks at spring training. I cut his mic. And there's never a minute when <laughs> wrestling is not on the TV. Now, what was it like living with him and Hulk Hogan? 
Because I hear there was a phase where you not only lived with Adam the Road Dog Gillespie for uh, Jonathan Chadwick. He's the executive producer of the Braves Radio Network. He went down for spring training, and him and Adam Gillespie shared a home as well as with Hulk Hogan. How'd that go? It would look of the guys that I've lived with on a consistent basis as spring training. Adam has by far. Uh, <laughs> Been the easiest guy to live with, and Thank it's you. not even close. Even though I dominate oh. the TV with the wrestling. Even though he dominates the TV with the wrestling, Adam keeps to himself. He's respectful. He's clean. Uh, he's very, very easy. Thank you. It's the other two that um, fell maybe in some of those categories. <laughs> wow. All right, wow. We've... Shots fired. I've well, done enough shot, damage shoot. on the X. I'll talk to you all next Thursday night. Thanks for <laughs> we'll joining us, Chad. Thursday. We love you, brother. Well, if you guys have been listening to Guys Night Out, I won't say go tune in right now, but tune in any uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. But get them on the app and yes. listen after at 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. Tune in at 8 o'clock. Yeah, there you go. No, just listen Monday, <laughs> Monday, okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thursday, be here on the Sports X for the finishing move from 7 to 8 p.m. Adam, back to you. All right, so back to where we were. Dark Side of the Ring, highest rated show on Vice uh, after the or right above the weed-eating uh, show that comes on there. <laughs> I think uh, uh, I'm looking forward to season three. It hasn't been officially announced, but if they're the highest rated show on your network, you're having another season. Well, yeah, you'd have to. The only problem I see is, I mean, we've got a lot of the heavy stories out of the way the first two seasons. Are you going to eventually start running out of some of these stories? I think you do. That's what I thought as well. I mean, they only do, I think, six episodes or eight episodes a, a year. So they don't they're not burning through them that quickly. Uh, as far as what there is out there. But, of course, they got two of the biggest ones with Owen and Benoit out this season. Now, the two producers who do a podcast say they know of plenty of stories that are out there to uh, put out there and do a season three with. Now, I never would have known about Herb Abrams or even really John uh, John Stossel and the slap around heard, uh, heard around the world. Uh, so, you know, those were great episodes as well, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So it doesn't have to be these death-involved stories, uh, unfortunately, that, ha- that are out there. And there are still some out there. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in season three. I just hope it officially gets picked up. And if you haven't watched it, season one and two, I highly recommend. I'd even give some free advice to a company if they are listening uh, that we have a hard time finding their wrestling programming on oh, television. Gosh. I would say they. I try to move to Vice and piggyback on the fact that they already do a show that's loosely that's about that's centered around wrestling. What better way? Access TV every Tuesday night, eight to ten p.m. and on Twitch. That's where I've been telling you for months. That's where you find Impact. I can find if, Vice easier. <laughs> I, well, I have found Vice easier. Speaking of Impact Wrestling, they're coming back. Uh, they're going to be taping some stuff in Nashville later this week, according to Dave Meltzer out there in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And we should uh, get new Impact Wrestling if we can find the channel. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, they've been stuck in the same situation. They taped a bunch of content about a month ago. They did the Rebellion special. They did several weeks worth of Impact Wrestling. And it's it's kind of the same situation WWE said. There's nobody there. But then again, when you watch their product, there's not really anybody there normally anyway. So not really that big of a difference. And not only that, I think one of the things that they're going to need to try and figure out a way to resolve. Obviously, they've uh, crowned an interview that we had, Moose. He's now the... TNA champion. Mm-hmm. Who's the real champion? He said he was going to. Didn't he say he was that when we he, did the interview? He, he said say he was the uncrowned champion. So now he has the TNA title, but they still have the Impact champion as well. So who's the real champ? Did we break that story basically by doing that interview? Because that happened, and then a few months later, he actually has the title belt with him. 
I think we broke that here on the on the finishing move. Sure, if you want to go with that, let's stretch for that. Let's far. go with it. Let's go with that. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple roster moves, if you want to call it that. In these Jay next Chad will be joining the finishing move. <laughs> uh, guys, night out, kick them off. <laughs> it looks like we see it. after last night. Ben may be willing to give them to us. <laughs> after that, he yeah, kicked no off, doubt. and we'll add a fourth member to our stable. Hey, our stable's growing and growing. I'll take it. Uh, Matt Riddle, may we may or have seen the last of him on uh, t- uh, NXT. That's what that's called. NXT yeah, last night. Uh, last wow. night may have been the last of, of NXT there. Uh, he is reporting making the move to join SmackDown. Uh, he could come as soon as this week as far as promos announcing his debut. Uh are we excited about Matt Riddle making the jump up? I'm still going to call it that. And are we happy with him going to SmackDown over Raw? I think SmackDown needs the extra talent at this point. I, I don't, he's a guy that, you know, he's got the personality. I think he can succeed on a Raw or SmackDown. I'm not going to call it the move up to the main roster, but moving over to two brands that are more on the personality driven than the wrestling driven that NXT is. But I think he could do pretty well. It's a matter of whether or not he's rubbed so many people the wrong way because he's gone out on Twitter and called out guys like Brock Lesnar and had that confrontation with Goldberg, uh, I think, last summer. And whether or not he's rubbed people the wrong way to the point that he's going to get brought up just for the fact that they can more or less job him out. I don't think that's going to happen, but it certainly isn't out of the you know realm of possibility. I mean, one of the things you're going to have to actually think that you're going to start to see more and more from WWE also, eventually they're going to have to start separating some of these uh, random tag teams that are together because you're going to need to start filling it out in terms of who's going to be there, who's going to be around. And mm-hmm. look, if he's going to come up, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I don't think he's going to stop doing just that. That's kind of been his calling card is calling yeah. out some of the legends, so to speak, some of the stars, and it, it might work out very well for him or it might go horribly wrong and he could be the next Zack Ryder. I think it's a good, uh, yeah, it's, it depends on how Vince views you at the moment, I guess, but I think it, I'm, I would look forward now to a Riddle-Lesnar match. I would look forward well, to a Riddle-Goldberg match. Because I think there is some legit heat there between those three superstars. And I think if that manifested itself on a pay-per-view match, I, that's something I would be interested in. Well, do you think it's any, you know, something to look into the fact that he's going to SmackDown, whereas Brock Lesnar is a member of the Raw roster when he's actually around? And he said, he's basically gone up to him and said, in I person, retire you. stop calling me out. And well, no. Brock Lesnar said to Matt Riddle that I stop calling me out. You're, we're never going to wrestle. So clearly, there's probably some dislike there. Maybe they put Riddle over on SmackDown because Brock, when Brock does come back, they don't want him anywhere near each other. Yeah, I do. I do think there's something to that. You don't bring him up and pay off one of the biggest things you can get out of him right away. You build that up. So but will it, they actually it, pay it off though? Well, that's what I was about to say. Thank you. If they're nah, going to so pay sorry. it off, that, that's something you ben, build to. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you build, you build to it. You build to it. You don't pay it off as soon as it, and if it's going to be something they plan down the road, uh, definitely, I, I would look forward to it. I, now Goldberg, Goldberg's days may be Goldberg. done in the, in the Goldberg. WWE. We'll see if he makes his way back, and if he does, I'm sure he's very selective with who he is going to come back for. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Matt Riddle's going to be one of those guys he's willing uh, to come back for. But I think. I think he needs a redemption match if he's going to get one. Kind of like we got with The Undertaker. Look, that'll probably be who Matt Riddle's next call-out will be. Undertaker? Yes. Uh, 
Yes. He'll probably, <laughs> he'll go so far extreme of who am I going to call Undertaker? Let me retire you. Let me be your unofficial last match. I mean, I, I look, I love it. I love the brashness of it, but also the individuals that you're calling out. Look who they're working with. You kind of have mm-hmm. to know your lane in terms of what you're working with and how yeah. how those things go hand in hand and go together. Last night on Dynamite, we we're finally getting to it very quickly. As I'm being told, <laughs> we have to break, and I've been. This is something I want to talk about. Uh, we finally saw some of the cast-offs from the post WrestleMania firings make a debut. Now, I believe there have been some others already wrestling in Japan, but as far as the bigger ones, we saw Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. Debut last night on AEW FTR, and there's a couple things that FTR supposedly stands for. And we can't say one, one of them. them is Fear the Revolt, <laughs> one of them is For the Revolution, and the last one that they're selling a shirt for on AEW is F the Rest. So you take whichever Careful. one you want and roll with it. Uh, we saw them. There's like kind of like this Matt Riddle thing. We saw a bunch of back and forth between the revival at the time and the Young Bucks. But when they came out last night, they kind of teamed up with the Young Bucks. So you don't pay off the really hot heat uh, scenario that you have right away. You save that to get eyeballs on later down the road. And I'm looking forward to that. But, hey, were you happy to see FTR debut last night? It was great to see them, and we speculated a few weeks ago after the uh, the release of all those talents. You know, would they end up in AEW? It seemed like a sure fit, but would they end up maybe stopping off in an NWA or somewhere else as a quick stop before they finally made their big debut in AEW? We didn't have to wait long. They're here. I thought that was a really cool entrance with them driving up in the truck. The only problem I have, and this honestly has nothing to do with AEW, this just has to do with their names. Is it me or does Dash Har- or Dax Harwood sound a little bit like a porno name? I think you're thinking hardwood. No, I mean, that's true. <laughs> but still, it, it kind of pushes that just a little too much. Chris, what have you been doing during quarantine, buddy? <laughs> what, what, what have you been doing during quarantine? I'm just well, saying, your wife fellas, is pregnant, so. the name sounds a little like a All porno right. name. Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood. Uh, I'm sure it's not hardwood. <laughs> what I got for is hardwood in the release. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them. It looks like we may get a little sh- uh, quick program with maybe the Butcher and the Blade with them. That's who they attack. And then down the road, we'll get the payoff of the Young Bucks versus FTR. Uh, once again, I'll throw this out, and then we're going to break, I promise. Uh, AEW was number four in the ratings last night. NXT was number 24. AEW's doing it good, and they're beating the crap out of NXT, in my opinion. 20 spots higher, you're doing a great job. When we return, we're going to go home and we're going to ask a question uh, about... Obviously, we've thought about this question as our point guys just stumbled. We're going to ask a question. Uh, we're going to ask a question and go home. You're listening to The Finishing Move on Atlanta Sports X. World Order. Home Team and Hamilton. Weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Don't wake me I'm dreaming. If it wasn't for the extra you tried to put on the, the, the last tune, yeah, the, the extra is what people remember and it makes it unique. Well, I haven't had, I've had no coaching. Yeah, I thought that was close. No. Well, just, uh, just at the end. That's not what he's doing? No, sir. Oh, you're I mean, not scared, though. You're not scared. I mean, look, you know, you got to try. You got to try. You, you never learn unless you try. 
Do you have to try anything? <laughs> this is the Sports X. Hey, it's Xander from the Painting Company of Atlanta here with my buddy Finn, the Painting Company's newest customer. That's right, Xander. After months and months of working on finally getting back into our house, the Painting Company of Atlanta was there for us to help make our house look great inside and out. It was our pleasure, Finn. The Painting Company was responsive, professional, clean, and just a great all-around experience. I couldn't recommend them more. That means a lot, Finn. We certainly take our work and your homes very seriously. Head to AtlantaPaintingCompany.com or call them at 1-800-PAINTING. The Painting Company of Atlanta. The Painting you can trust in sports we love to argue about who's the goat that one player who just elevated his team to win after win after win in atlanta there's really no debate jared oxendine and his team at oxendine law know how to win if you're facing divorce you want the best player in the game on your team and that's jared oxendine he's an atlanta guy who can give you that real life home court advantage when you need it so if you're ready to get divorced or just have questions about the process call jared today at 770-497-8688 or visit ox law firm Oxendine Law. We play to win. It's front office load for reliable heating and air. Do you know any first responders or essential workers going above and beyond to serve their community? Each month through December, Reliable Heating and Air will choose one nominee to receive a free complete heating and cooling system and one to receive a free water heater. That's 16 total winners. This includes grocery store members, teachers, nurses, police, firefighters, you name it. To submit your nominees, go to reliableair.com forward slash hero and fill out out their online form. That's reliableair.com forward slash hero to nominate your essential worker today. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move with the road dog Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe on the X. Go home! That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Welcome back to the finishing move. It's time to go home. So here's the question that we're going to propose. Who is going to be the next champion to lose their belt in WWE and AEW? As a reminder, in WWE, we obviously have a lot of belts. Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, Oscar Bailey, Apollo Crews, Street Profits, New Day, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and we're going to take the 24-7 champion, Ron Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, Gronkowski? And, Gronk and uh, eliminate that belt from this discussion because that one changes mm-hmm. uh, so often. But of the other belt and title holders that I just named, who do you think will be the next to lose their belt in the WWE? Well, I can go and give you a little bit of a nugget. This might be breaking news, but we kind of already know that one title change will happen a week from yesterday, next Wednesday on NXT, because they're going to crown the new interim NXT Cruiserweight champion in a match with Drake Maverick and El Fantez, however you say his name. Does that right. even count as a championship? So that yeah. does count as a championship. So the connection is bad to Chris. I said no, the next WWE <laughs> championship to change hands will be... WWE championship to change hands will be. And then I listed all the WWE champions. And he came up with and one. And he said NXT. He's do- NXT. And he got on me for it's talking about the other WWE. brands. It, it works. It's a title that I don't think ever has been defended on a pay-per-view. All right. It has, though. It has, though. You all have right. to go back and way back in the, you know, the oh, archive somewhere to find it. Chris, this if is a one-hour show, buddy. All right. Okay. 
Who is the next WWE title holder that is going to lose his belt? Apollo Crews. He just got it Monday. He's going to be a short reign. All right. For AEW, I will say that Hangman and Omega will drop the tag titles. I agree with the tag team championship on AEW. John, do you have a WWE champion? I agree with the one on AEW as well. I actually think it will probably be the tag te- the Raw tag team champions will Street be the next. Profits. Yeah. Are they going to drop them to the Viking Raiders or no, whatever they are? I, it's, they're eventually they're going to have a match with someone. It'll probably be to someone like MVP and uh, Bobby Lashley where they'll put them as a team to solidify them as what they want them to be a team because we thought that MVP was retired and now he's back in the I can't figure out their uncreative. I think he's the be, hype man. I think they'll be the next one to have their, to drop their title. All right, well, I'm going to go with Bailey. She's had this belt for a very long time. I think uh, Sasha Banks wants it and deserves it. And it, it gives us the Sasha versus Bailey food. Feud. Food? I was thinking of the weed show. <laughs> uh, the, uh, you hungry, man? <laughs> I have or not high. had dinner uh, that uh, oh, we've go. been wanting for a while. I uh, Why not? I'll go with that well, Why not? But have the, I think I read a report earlier that they're holding off having the big blow-off and the actual feud between them. They till wanted SummerSlam. to wait till SummerSlam because it was going to be in Boston. But now with Boston saying that SummerSlam can't or no live events with fans can happen before Labor Day, they're probably going to end up moving SummerSlam somewhere else. I think they want that Boston payoff for Sasha Banks. Was that last so week we talked th- about that, John? Yeah, it was. Oh, was that last week we talked no, about that well, moving I'm SummerSlam? Sorry. I'm so sorry that I wasn't present. All I'm saying is that. I think Bailey would hold on to the title all the way until she drops it to Sasha. Sasha, so I don't. Okay, so maybe that's what the Bayley next time champion for a year before she drops it to so Sasha. That, maybe that's the next time I see. I didn't critique your pick, except oh. for the fact that you gave us some pick <laughs> from a, a brand that I did. Pick, yeah, you gave us pick. a brand that we weren't even talking about. I'm done. NXT is under the umbrella of WWE. It is a WWE brand, and it used to be WWE Cruiserweight title. Well, um, evidently here at Dickie Broadcasting, we do love each other and we do work together very diligently and respect each other, except our opinions. So, for behalf of this, my tag team partner, Chris Colwell, my tag team partner, Adam the Road Dog Gillespie, I want to say thank you to J-Chat for joining us. You guys can tune over to 680 The Fan here Guys Night Out. I prefer you only do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Do not do it Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. But we will be back next week. We will have all the same fun that you guys hear here on the Sports X 680 AM and 93.7 FM. And until then, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not.